This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The vaccination bribery continues in the USA. And it's like truly they're giving away like the most stereotypical American things to get people to get vaccinated, Jim. Okay, can I guess before you say? Sure. Okay, so most typical. I'm going to guess like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'm going to say a bucket of chicken. No. Okay. A big block of cheese? <laughs> Maybe in Vermont. Yeah, I was yeah. guessing the Green Bay. <laughs> the story I, I have is from West Virginia. Does that help at all? What do you think they're giving away to bribe people to get vaccinated? In West Virginia? Uh, I, I don't know. A shotgun? On Father's Day, we're also going to give away two brand new custom outfitted trucks we're gonna give five custom hunting rifles <laughs> and five custom hunting shotguns away oh and also God. on father's day we're gonna make one of you a millionaire they got a million dollar lottery some wow. custom guns are given away and uh and a new truck wow this is like the dream lottery there's a big prize and then a bunch of little prizes right that's the uh governor of West Virginia. <laughs> that is crazy. Jim Justice. Uh, and if you're worried that you're not going to have anything to drink on the back tailgate of your new truck, good news from Anheuser-Busch. This is a real commercial. Let's get ready for a summer like no other. Let's look forward to seeing friends and family again. Let's get excited to head back to the bars. Let's get ready for the greatest time in history to grab a beer. When we hit the White House's goal of 70% partially vaccinated, beer's on us. Let's grab a beer, America. Wait, what? Anheuser-Busch is buying a round for the entire country if they get to 70% uh, first shot vaccinated. So how does how do you cash in? I don't know. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, you probably, I, I think you maybe get a receipt when you get a vaccine. I'm Bring assuming. your receipt and they'll Bring give your... you a brewski. And then, and then the bartender would keep the receipt. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Either Maybe way. Maybe a punch card situation or yeah. you get a stamp on your hand. Apply Whatever. online? <laughs> Could be an apply online thing. Huh. Your move, Molson. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, right? Yeah. Huh. Like, I mean, if we're all getting the vaccine anyway, or a lot of us are, uh, I mean, why not get something free out of it? I don't like the fatty foods and the stuff that's like bad for your health in the middle of a pandemic. I'd actually prefer a shotgun, to be honest. Shotguns are never bad for your health, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, mama. Down by the river. You know I'm a sinner. Oh, a sinner for love. Oh, it's cartoon covers. That was our winner from yesterday doing Herbert the Pervert. Singing Mama by the Glorious Sons. Yeah, we're getting you to sing a Glorious Sons or J.J. Wilde song in the style of your favorite cartoon character. If Jim can guess which cartoon character you are trying to be, we will hook you up with a prize. Our uh, first contestant here is Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Jim, you now have to take off your headphones and leave okay. the room because Jessica's going to tell us what cartoon character she's doing. Uh, all right, you can't hear us anymore. I'm going to do the good old Mickey Mouse. You're going Mickey Mouse. Yes. All right. Yesterday, a guy did Elmo, and Jim guessed Mickey Mouse, so you could be on to something here. I figured it was on the brain, so, you know. Right. And one of the most iconic ever 
Okay, he's yeah, back in the room. Hold on, hold on. He's about to put his headphones on. Don't say okay. anything. Jim is back. Okay. Okay. Uh, say hi to Jessica, Jim. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Jen. And anytime you're ready, take it away, mystery cartoon character. All right. Eyes wide open, pupils like dying. Mama's little boy's on the right of his life, and it's all right. Mind over body, body over mind. Really doesn't matter if you can't tell the stars from the street light. Did I keep going? Jim, you got a um, guess? I can keep going. Was that closer to the, was that, what song was that? Closer to the sky. Closer to the sky, that's what I thought. Huh. Lying on your back by the sewer, great. <laughs> Come on, Jim. Is it Minnie Mouse? Oh, no! No! What do you mean? Was it Elmo this time again? It was Mickey Mouse! You got to get it to me, though! That's a different cartoon character, Jessica. I'm sorry, Don't get mad at me. Get mad at Jim. (laughs) Bye. Is that sexist? Because I didn't... I said Minnie Mouse instead of Mickey Mouse? 100%. (laughs) You've been canceled. Jessica didn't win the prize. What a terrible turn of events. Brad, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Jim, take off your headphones. Oh. Leave the room for a second. <laughs> Got to get uh, Brad's cartoon character. Okay. We're clear, Brad. Who are you going to impersonate here? Uh, Kermit the Frog here. Kermit the Frog. And you can't say here. You can't use any catchphrases. You can only sing the song. What song are you going to sing by Glorious Sons? Heavy. Heavy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy has sung by Kermit. All right, don't okay. don't say anything. Okay. Jim, can you hear us? Now, yep. Brad hey, is Brad. here. Hey, Jumbo. Okay, let's do it. Take it away. Come, baby, or don't come at all. You leave your peace at home, that's your call. <laughs> to be merciful. Come, happy or don't come at all. Come, happy or don't come at all. <laughs> That's good, Brad. I think we're good here. Um, I, I got to guess Kermit the Frog. Woohoo! <laughs> yes! Again, kind of a Muppet, but he does have a lot of cartoons as well. They, so. did, they did have a good run on Muppet Babies. That That's was a true. pretty popular cartoon for, for many years. Yep. Parents on the Family Guy, too. Yes, Kermit the Frog has been on Family Guy. <laughs> can we'll you, talk about that soon. Can you just sing us the chorus again, okay? Come, heavy, or don't come at all. Kermit all. You keep a piece at home that's your call. <laughs> Adam Duritz, the lead singer of Counting Crows, he, he's got something going on, man. What do you mean? Well, everybody's been talking about Friends, the show Friends, because that reunion was just on. Did you know Adam Duritz dated Courtney Cox back did, in the 90s? I did know that. And did you know he also dated Jennifer Aniston? I di- what? Yes. Double dipping. <laughs> he he uh That's he was dangerous. intimate with two of the friends. Wow, poor Phoebe by the way. Yeah. Phoebe's like, "Hey, what am I? Chopped liver?" <laughs> <laughs> he dated Courtney Cox. Um after Jennifer Aniston. So he had a brief relationship with Aniston and then went on to date Courtney Cox like officially two years later. 
Hmm. That's weird. And they were still working together. And they were, this was like, well, friends was on TV. Oh, I mean, that seems super awkward. I can't see it not being awkward, but maybe they had an amicable split, him and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And then she was like, well, sure, it was just a, a little guy. fling. Just yeah. With us. Yeah. We just, yeah. It's it's Hollywood. Or have you all. ever have you ever introduced someone to one of your exes? Like no, but a guy did once. To me, he broke up with his girlfriend and then told me I should date her. He's like, he she's a really great girl. I was like, what are you doing? You know what he's doing? She's your problem now, Jim. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I got. Please yeah. take my wife. He's like, she always thought you were so funny. I'm like, no, th- but she wasn't. What? Why did you? No, I'm not doing <laughs> right. this. He wasn't super close to friend of if mine. If she's but. so great, why aren't you dating her <laughs> yeah. anymore? But Adam Duritz introduced Mr. Jones to both Courtney Cox and Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. You think that's the nickname he has for it? At this point, he has to. <laughs> Have you met Mr. Jones? You want <laughs> that a, song all of a sudden makes sense. You want to play my gray guitar, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Jim, you'll be excited about this. Okay. Did you hear who uh, is going to be hosting your favorite television show of all time? Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, because Chris Harrison is out. He said some controversial things. Yeah, what happened to that guy? The host of The Bachelor, he's been canceled or at least put on a timeout? Now, to me, I believe it's an overreaction. But what happened was we had the first black Bachelor last year. And it went great. He was an awesome guy. um, Like a genuine nice guy. One of the final contestants, unfortunately, had attended a party, I think, that was at an old, what do you call it? Like oh, a it was a plantation. Yeah, yeah, plantation or something like I that. I do remember seeing that. And there was, you know, the party theme. It, there wasn't necessarily anything racist at the party, but being at a plantation and it was like the old uh, antebellum time. So she was criticized for that. And then he defended her. And then by him defending her, saying, oh, she was young, people make mistakes, and it's not that big of a deal, he got all the backlash. Well, be and careful. Happens, Don't defend him then, Jim. Well, whatever. I'm just saying, like, it, it, you make a mistake when you, when you bring on, uh, you know, when you start have the first black guy as The Bachelor, you, you got to, you know, be very careful the things you say. You know what I'm saying? And he said so, the wrong thing. And he said the wrong thing. He's dealing with the repercussions right now. Maybe he'll be back. I don't know. David Spade is what? the new host of Bachelor in Paradise. That is so funny. That may sound crazy, but I've heard other comedians talk about David Spade, and this is the reputation that he has. He is a single guy, and he always talks... This is what Norm MacDonald, at least, said, that he always talks to young women like or goes on dates with them because he can talk about the Kardashians and reality TV, like he knows how to talk to young women because he's also into the, these type of television shows. So he loves The Bachelor, Bachelorette, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, either that or he's just trying to get laid. I don't know, <laughs> but apparently this is like a, a secret passion of his, is reality TV. Well, David Spade is going to be guest hosting Bachelor in Paradise. There may be some other guest hosts. They haven't been announced yet, but we do know that, that Spade is in. This would be great if he rips into all the Bachelor. Like be, he is a genuinely funny guy on the spot, but I I just hope he. Oh, this is actually uh, as a David Spade fan, I don't like. <laughs> now that I think about it, now he's gonna have to be the guy who says, "Now it's time for the final rose." You know what I mean? Like this is so lame for David Spade, unless he makes it a joke. He has to really 
like he has to be David Spade. Yeah, he's got like that sly comments. You know, we, we've all seen him in the movies. Like, he's got to rip apart the contestants. Yeah, that's the only way this will be good for me. Otherwise, this is going to be embarrassing. Ontario Premier Doug Ford didn't have a a great day yesterday. It's the reckoning. It's the Leaf fan reckoning. Everyone who was overconfident in the Toronto Maple Leafs has had to spend the week making good on their bets, Jim. You know what that's like. Yeah. I got some bearded little liver. Here's old Dougie. He had to wear a Habs jersey and put out this social media post. As promised to my friend Francois and all the Habs fans out there, congratulations. And uh, this has killed me putting this jersey on, but I'm I'm proud of our great uh, Leaf Nation. They did a great job. But all I want to see now, Habs win the Stanley Cup or one Canadian team win it. You guys did great, and thank God you got that price. One of the best goalies in the world. And I got to tell you, this is a, a shirt that you gave me, Francois, signed by Guy Lafleur. What an icon he was. As much as I'm upset the, the, the Leafs didn't win, I still love you, Francois. You're the best. What a politician, eh? It's like, yeah, this is killing me. Oh, I can't imagine anything worse than having to wear a Habs jersey. But I hope they win the Stanley Cup and go Habs, go. They're the best. <laughs> and, and it's signed by Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur, what a guy. He's an all-time legend. I love the Habs, too. And, oh, uh, don't forget the Winnipeg Jets. If they win, I'll be happy as well. <laughs> I love everybody, and uh, everyone's great. And Francois... You're fantastic as well. All bases covered. <laughs> done and done. If you uh if you have a friend named Francois and the Habs are playing the Leafs, you got to make that guy a, a wager, right? Like, the Frenchest guy yeah. ever. <laughs> I if your name is Francois, let us know because I want to bet you on the Jets Habs <laughs> series. Terry versus Francois, Winnipeg versus Montreal. <laughs> Is there an easier bet to lose than having to wear a jersey? Like it's, it's a yeah. joke. You put it on. I got a buddy who also lost a you know a Toronto fan. He had to change his profile pic to him yeah. wearing the Habs jersey. I don't know how long he's got to do that for, but uh, yeah, pretty easy. Light lifting. Oh, oh, I can't believe I have to put this on. Oh, this is so hard. All right, I'm taking it off now. <laughs> I think the hardest part for Doug Ford was getting it on and off, though, because Francois sent him one that was... I don't know what size, but two right. sizes too small for Uncle Doug here. Like, yeah, maybe he really it, fills out a hockey sweater. <laughs> maybe it fit before the pandemic. Maybe, yeah. but definite uh, sausage casing vibe <laughs> from that jersey. He got into it though. He did. He may have had to have a little help getting it off. Like where his two arms are stuck above his head. Can't quite that make it. That should have been the bet. <laughs> Here, Doug, I'm sending you a medium Habs jersey, and you have to film yourself putting it on and taking it <laughs> off and post it online. Now, that's a punishment. That is a punishment. Where have all the Karens gone, Jim? <laughs> are they gone? Well, the name is is... On the outs here. Only 325 babies named Karen were born in the United States last year. Do you blame them? It's down. My mom's name is Karen. I know it is. It's a solid name. It was. It was a great mom name. It was a, yeah, it was, to me, it was the ultimate mom name. It was my mom's (laughs) name. And now somehow it's like the worst lady ever. 325 babies named Karen in the U.S. last year, making it the 831st most popular name for a girl. Last time it ranked that low was in 1927. 
What happened in 27? <laughs> what was Karen's worried about uh, the Great Depression? I don't know. Maybe it was a new name. Maybe the, Karen was like an obscure name back then. Hmm. It hadn't become popular yet. But uh, in 1965, I'm guessing kind of the era your mom was born, mm-hmm. 33,000 new Karens a year. And that was the peak. That was the peak. That was peak Karen. So, yeah. And it's all that generation that is now becoming the stereotypical Karen, I guess, too, right? Yeah. So Karen's slowly going extinct. Do you think dinosaurs are extinct, Jim? Or do you think that dinosaurs still exist in a remote part of the world? Uh, like, I mean, I believe alligators are descent. Like, let's, I'm just going to say no. I'm going to say no, yeah. Uh, nearly half of Americans think that dinosaurs may exist somewhere in the world. We just haven't found them yet. <laughs> like, well, I mean, there could be, I mean, underwater. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what defines a dinosaur, but... There's some old animals underwater <laughs> that could possibly be hidden from us that we've never seen. For sure. sure. The depths. Way deep down there. Yeah, there's like a certain percentage, like 70% of the ocean is unexplored. But do you think there's an island somewhere that has dinosaurs on it? I mean, fingers a crossed. Lost world? I believe the Earth is hollow and King Kong and some dinosaurs. <laughs> King Kong lives <laughs> if, in the middle. If the new King Kong movie told taught me anything... That there's a whole other civilization. There's a civilization of giant apes, dinosaurs, and Karens living at the <laughs> Earth's core. A Karenosaurus Car- Rex. <laughs> That's got to be the sequel. Godzilla versus Kong versus Karen. <laughs> I'm putting my money on Karen. I think so. You're listening to Taz and Jim. Okay, let's talk about the the saga of Medina Spirit. We've been following this story. Fascinating. Kentucky Derby winning horse Medina Spirit failed a drug test. They said if the horse fails a second drug test, there's a chance it will be disqualified and they will take away the title of Kentucky Derby winner. Hmm. Um, The trainer is like a rock star in the horse training world of this horse. His name's Bob Baffert, and he's won a ton of Kentucky Derbies. His excuse was the horse tested positive the first time because somebody mucking the stalls must have taken some cough medicine and then peed on the hay that the horse ate. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Well, then why did Medina's spirit just fail a second drug test? Didn't you fire that mucker? Is he still feeding the horse? He's still peeing on the hay, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, the horse has failed a second drug test. The trainer, Bob Baffert, has been banned from uh, horse racing through 2023. They've cited his, quote, record of testing failures and his increasingly extraordinary explanations. So I guess they weren't buying the whole cough medicine pee excuse so to punish maybe the most prolific cheater in horse racing history they've suspended him for two years (laughs) that'll show them right um the question is what happens to everybody who lost money Mm -hmm. if you bet on medina spirit how how are they going to get the money back from you well a chicago lawyer says that bettors who bet on medina spirit are just going to keep their money And if you bet on one of the losers, you're still going to be a loser. That's just the way it is. Oh, so it's a wash. Yeah, they're not. If they take away the title of Kentucky Derby winner from this horse, 
then nobody gets their money back or they're not going to ask, you know, they're not going to start giving out new money to people who would have won if the horse wasn't in the race. Like, how can you really know how things would have played out? Yeah. Right? Uh, however, this lawyer does say that there could be consumer fraud lawsuits as a result of this, and there could be some lawsuits towards Bob Baffert. Like, you know, for us, we're thinking when we say if we you lost money, you're 100 bucks, 200 bucks, maybe 1,000 bucks you bet on the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's people out there who bet hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. It's the it's the richest guy sport ever. And not only that, but like the results of winning, your horse becomes valuable too. Its breeding capabilities are is a multi million dollar operation. So yeah. you're taking money away from a lot of people. And I'm sure there's people who probably paid for the rights to stud the horse that now is no longer the winner. So like, there's going to be lawsuits for this Bob for Baffert sure. guy all over the place. There are going to be lawsuits because of this. Testing failures would be a good name for a horse, <laughs> right? If, yeah. if you got a horse, name it testing failures. To try so- to confuse the judges if he does test negative. <laughs> Here comes testing positive, <laughs> making the turn, testing positive. He's got two lengths on the competition. Why is this horse so fast? <laughs> it's testing positive for the win. And now the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock. Time for sports. Taz and Jim joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Dev, you said you didn't care about hockey because the Leafs were eliminated, but uh, here we go. You want to talk about this hit last night, this gross hit during the uh, Habs-Jets game. I'm not as... uh excited about the playoffs as I once was, as younger Devin was uh, a couple of days ago. Younger but... Devin. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm aged older eight now. years in four days. <laughs> That's what being a Leaf fan does to you. <laughs> but uh, when you have a hit like this, I mean, this is just the kind of thing that um, you can't look away from in that it has to be addressed, it has to be talked about, and it ha- has to be something that leads to a suspension. I think it's a no-brainer. This will be a suspension. If you did not see the hit, this was something that happened near uh, the uh, end of the game. Jake Evans was scoring on an empty net, and Mark Shifley just comes uh, screaming across the ice, leads with his elbow, and appears to hit the head, leads his feet, and just hits uh, Jake Evans. He had to be stretchered off the ice. It was a gross hit. It was just an absolutely vicious hit. It was one of the biggest impacts I've seen in hockey in a long time. Like, it was uh, one of those crunches you sh- see, it makes you shudder. What, was it harder to watch than the, the knee to Tavares' head, even though that wasn't intentional? Um, I don't know. It was on par. It was at least in the same ballpark. Uh, both just made you feel sick. What noise did it. you make when you saw it, Jim? <clears throat> Is that summing up? <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, like the Tavares said, I was like, oh! Yeah, yeah. I said something that cannot be repeated on the radio because uh, I was just, it was just so out of character for Mark Shifley. Like, Mark Shifley is someone who does not have this type of history. This is something you would expect from Tom Wilson from the Washington Capitals to do. Or 
you know, uh, someone like uh, Nazem Kadri, who is currently suspended with the Colorado Avalanche, who keeps getting suspended in the playoffs and can't c- control his emotions. Uh, Shifley's emotions clearly got the best of him in this. That's not an excuse in any way, shape, or form. But it is uh, an open question as to how the NHL goes about suspending him here. The Habs have said if Shifley returns in this series, they're going to make life difficult for him, whatever that means. But charging suspensions the past six years in the NHL have been all over the place from one game up to four. This is the playoffs. This is someone who has no suspension history. So I have no way to read what the NHL is going to do here. But this has to be multiple games. It was that bad. Jets without Shifley, how is that going to affect their chances to win this series? It's huge. He's the massive part of their team. Montreal beat them with him in the lineup last night. Five to so three. That's a pretty five good to win. Three. So the uh, the Jets are in uh, serious trouble here. Poor old Vince Neal, Jim. He, Why not? He played a festival in Iowa on Memorial Day weekend, and it was a real Iowa. <laughs> Why? What happened? You looking rough or? <sighs> Sounding rough. Oh. I've got some audio. This is from the uh, the performance. He actually cut it off in the middle of the song and po- apologized to everybody. He said, hey, my voice is gone. I got to oh, leave. man. <laughs> Faces in the crowd, man. Hey guys, I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long time playing. My voice is gone. That's the backup singers. They just kept going. He walked off the stage. The band kept playing, singing, girls, girls, girls. <sighs> That's a huge disappointment. Why not just get the backup singers to carry the load and you just kind of walk around lip sync a little bit? I think people kind of know that you're not in your prime those, necessarily. Those are not easy songs to sing no. as you get older. But it is an awkward situation when you're in the front row and you're making eye contact with Vince and he knows... He's shaking his head. He knows you know. You know he knows you know. <laughs> and but still you're 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 you know giving him the thumbs up and trying to make it look like you're having a great old time even sure. though the show's a train wreck. Like your kid at a recital. <laughs> totally. You can do it, Vince. Come on, Vince. Uh, got a text message here, Jim, from one of our listeners, Geert. Geert wants to know if we're going to be talking Euro Cup at all this year. It starts in less than two weeks. Yeah, uh, I think a week from Sunday mm-hmm. it gets going. Uh, obviously, 12? yeah, June twelfth, June thirteenth. We're we're going to talk Euro Cup. Jim's oh, big a big time. soccer guy. Yeah, uh, your buddy Butler. Your friend with the British accent? <laughs> so you gonna... know he knows what he's talking about. No, my buddy Butler from Stratford puts out this epic Euro Cup and World Cup pool every two years whenever it comes around. and uh, He knows his stuff. Yeah, he writes the most hilarious write-ups every time. It's so entertaining. So yeah, Is he going to be our correspondent again? He is. He's in. He's available? Yeah. Okay, so Butler, our Euro Cup correspondent, will be on the air with us next week. Geert, 
This is a... Uh, Geert wants to bet me because I told him yesterday I actually ordered five Ukraine jerseys for my family. Five? Yeah. Nice. Um, one for me, one for my wife, one for my son. And happy Father's Day, Igor. You're getting a <laughs> Ukraine jersey and one for my brother-in-law as well. Perfect timing for Father's Day. Yeah. I, I'm not Ukrainian by blood, but I have uh, I am now part of a Ukrainian family. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have a team to get behind. Canada's not in there. I, I don't really know which European team I should be cheering for. Uh, my ancestry, I think, is French, maybe a bit of uh, of British, right? So it's like, how do you pick a team? But Whichever team's better, obviously. My wife lived in Ukraine for the first part of her life. My my in-laws are from Ukraine, so I'm they're my team now. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I hope they get put out first round. <laughs> Because uh, I'm cheering for Ireland. Ireland isn't in it. What? No, they didn't make it. Loser. Oh, my God. That's twice in a <laughs> row now. Maybe even more. I I didn't even look at the bracket yet. I haven't filled it out. That is... <laughs> Sorry, James Patrick Kelly. Your team didn't make her. you got to be kidding me. What do you have to say about Ukraine now, you jerk? Okay, I guess I'm cheering for... Turkey? Guess what team Geert is is cheering for? Oh, I'd have to say the old Netherlands. Yeah, he's cheering for the Dutch, and Ukraine is playing Holland in the opener on the 13th, so mm. he wants to make a bet. I will give you a bag of pierogies and maybe some cabbage rolls if uh, Holland beats Ukraine. <laughs> That's the Ukrainian delicacy. What's the Dutch one? <laughs> yeah, I'm what guessing? is Dutch? Olibolis? Ever had those before? No, what are like they? Like a bunch of dough. I haven't had them in years. I think it's like dough and apples, like rolled in powdered sugar or something. Okay. Oli bolies. Here, you got to give me some oli bolies <laughs> if Ukraine beats called. you guys. I think I'm going to put some cash down too, just to make it interesting. I'm excited. Why not? I'm excited for Euro. My wife and I met, and it was Euro 2012. Uh, That's right. When we started dating. I think you came and watched some soccer Jack games. Jack Astor's patio. Yes, 100%. <laughs> So this is, a, this is a big thing in our household. I can't wait for Euro 2021 here. Uh, go Ukraine. Go Turkey. <laughs> is that who you're going I'm putting with? my money down on Turkey. <laughs> what, what are the odds? 66 to 1 for Ukraine to win. France the favorites at 5 to 1 odds to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. England 11 to 2. Belgium 6 to 1. Netherlands 14 to 1. Okay. Got a Pretty good gear. There you go. And now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. Here's Devin Peacock from Global News Radio joining uh, Taz and Jim. And yesterday, the Toronto Maple Leafs had a media day. They, they talked to the press and discussed what went wrong. It was interesting to watch what the, the Leafs were saying. It was uh, Brendan Shanahan, Kyle Dubas, and Sheldon Keith. And it was also interesting to see the reaction from Leaf fans online because, uh, by and large, Leaf fans didn't seem to be uh, always uh, picking up what the uh, Leafs were putting down. Like, I don't think there's anything the Leafs could have said yesterday to make everything that happened on Monday all right. But what the Leafs did say was they don't really have an interest in breaking up their core. So John Tavares, William Nylander, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, you can expect to be back next season, which makes sense to me. But by the very fact, Brendan Shanahan, Sheldon Keith, and Kyle Dubas were speaking yesterday, suggest 
They're not going anywhere. Brandon Shanahan was saying they need a killer instinct, which is true. But how you address that, how you develop that is an open question because having a killer instinct isn't just something that happens over a summer. Instinct is inside of you. Well, you said they shouldn't be busting up the team. They shouldn't get rid of Marner and Matthews, especially, which some fans have been calling for. Uh, We did get a text message from a Red Wings fan yesterday said that the Leafs remind him of the 90s Red Wings uh, who uh, were a disappointment initially but then went on a tear. He says that he, he could see... Austin Matthews in the next year or two just busting out in the playoffs and completely dominating. It's a good point. I mean, if you look at the Red Wings, uh, Steve Eiserman is, you know, one of the best of all time. He didn't win his first cup until he was in his 30s. Alex Ovechkin did not win his first cup until he was 32. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who won the Stanley Cup last year, a team that was put together by Steve Eiserman took 10 years to reach the point from Steve Eisenman's arrival in Tampa Bay to their eventual Stanley Cup victory last year. So this takes time. Even Michael Jordan, if you switch sports, the first couple of years when he was in the NBA, he struggled for a while in the playoffs. He lost to Isaiah Thomas and the Detroit Pistons, and then everything clicked. So once it does click, it uh, changes your perception of players. So it's not that they can't develop the killer instinct, but clearly, based on the Hab series, they don't have it right now. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.